Welcome to the Selling from the Heart podcast, your home for authentic, effective, and socially integrated sales strategies to help you master the art of selling. Join your co-hosts, Larry Levine and Daryl Amy, along with some of the world's best sales thought leaders and practitioners as we explore ways to help you grow your sales. Hello and welcome back to the Selling from the Heart podcast. Your co-host, Daryl Amy, here today with Larry Levine. What's going on, Larry? I'm on the countdown, Daryl. It's probably T minus what? five to 10 days before Selling from the Heart Audio comes out. Yeah, I'm so excited. We're finally going to get to listen to Larry read us Selling from the Heart. And actually, you know, <laughs> I'm making fun of you, but I've heard, I've heard the, uh, the audio book. And uh, I really just, the, the, it really came to life with you reading it. I'm glad you read it instead of hiring um, some professional voice coach to do it. I think it's, uh, it's actually really good. I, I, I'm really looking forward to this getting out to the world. Well, it was, it was interesting because I stayed, as I was reading it, it was hilarious because I would read it and then I would start laughing. Right. And so there's so <laughs> many things that I had to do. And then finally they kept saying, will you stop laughing? I go, well, I know the next paragraph that's coming. It really comes through. I think people are going to enjoy it and we'll have an announcement about that very, very soon if it's not out there already. And uh, by the way, if you're new to the Selling from the Heart podcast, welcome. You've joined a growing community of sales professionals that are dedicated to being genuine, being authentic, delivering real value. We call it Selling from the Heart. And Larry, as we get started, I just want to give a big shout out to our good friends over at Send Out Cards. It's um, so exciting to be associated with a, an organization that is um, so aligned with who we are at Selling from the Heart. Yeah, no, it- and a special shout out to Cody Bateman because I enjoyed the conversation I had with him just recently. But I wanted to share one quick story. I'm going to keep it really quick. But we had a listener of Selling from the Heart actually reach out to me. They actually sent a free card. And this person sent the card to, their, to his wife. Nice. And she just absolutely loved it. And he goes, you know what? He goes, I've been sending out handwritten thank you notes forever. Now he's a salesperson. Right. And it was the minute I saw this card, I go, man, I could ratchet up how I build relationships through send out cards. And this conversation Fantastic. what less than 24 hours as we're recording this. Oh, that's so cool. Well, Hey, if you want to be, give that a try as well, check out cards.sellingfromtheheart.net. And when you do the magic behind the whole thing is drag one of your own pictures onto the card, not just the standard card. And if you want to see that in action, just ping me or Larry and we'll, we'll show you how all that works because it is uh, a lot of fun and it's magic. So thanks uh, to our friends at Send Out Cards. But Larry, the topic that is near and dear to both of our hearts, and I know uh, the topic that's near and dear to the hearts of, our, of the, the Selling from the Heart community is authenticity. And I think today's conversation is going to give um, a lot of perspective and, and dare I say, even a, a roadmap to really help our listeners um, peel back the onion, peel back the layers of authenticity. So why don't you introduce our guest and let's dive into this fun conversation. No, I'd love to. Thanks, Daryl. Um, it's just, it seems like within the last 30 days, I've been in and out of Texas so many times. <laughs> it's like, well, uh-oh. You have to get but, some cowboy boots, Larry. 
No, th- this this Southern California Los Angeles boy doesn't do cowboy boots. I do like country music, Daryl, but I don't do cowboy boots. Uh, we'll but see. Ne- but, but nevertheless, I had an opportunity right before the holidays uh, last month to speak in an event, and Aaron Urban was there, and we just struck up afterwards a really great conversation that transferred to another deep conversation around selling from the heart and authenticity. And I really like what Aaron's about. And I go, hey, you want to come on the podcast and share with us what authenticity means in her world as she's leading and coaching executives and professionals. And she goes, well, heck yeah. So without further ado, Aaron Urban, welcome to Selling from the Heart. I am thrilled to be here. <laughs> you know, I've been waiting for this moment. <laughs> you guys are awesome. I love, I love the platform. I love everything about it. I love your energy. It's just outstanding. Uh, we're so glad you're here. And and as we kick this party off, you know the question that every guest on Selling from the Heart gets. I'm really looking forward to your take on what does it mean to you to sell from the heart? <laughs> Do I have an answer for you? So from the coach's <laughs> perspective, I can tell you that what it means to sell from the heart is the difference between whether you have a scarcity mindset or an abundance mindset. Let me break that down for you real quick. When you have a scarcity mindset, you're going into the conversation thinking, gosh, I need to sell. I need to sell. I need the commission. I need, so you're thinking about all the things you need mm-hmm. as in you are in deficit, right? Coming from a place of scarcity, from a place of need. It's, it's a different mindset. It's not a good place for you to be mentally. Mm. However, if you come from the place of abundance, you're having a conversation. You're curious. You want to know how you can add value. You're guiding. Like I was just listening to um, another individual talk about a little bit about sales. And she said, instead of being the sage from the stage, be the guide on the side, right? Mm -hmm. Walk beside them, right? And that's the difference between scarcity and abundance. When you come into it with an abundance and that perspective where you're there to have a conversation and build a relationship. It's not about necessarily the commission. You're really there to help. Right. That's the difference, right? You give freely without the expectation of return, because guess what? There's a universal law. The more you give, the more you will receive, period. Hands down. I don't care where you're from or what culture you're in. That is universal law. Yeah, you know, and I absolutely agree with that 100%. But here's the flip side of that. And unfortunately, this happens more than anything else is we have a lot of short-sighted vision inside the sales world today, unfortunately, whether that be the culture that was developed or that short-sighted thing, hey, we need the numbers for this month. And then that just carries over month over month. So I, I, I think I, I like the, the whole analogy between scarcity and abundance. But something I want to throw out there, I just feel compelled to do it, is, is funnel never lies. And it's really hard to have that abundance mindset with anemic funnels. So that's why I always, Mm -hmm. and I think this is the perfect analogy and I always talk about it is if you want to have an ever flowing sales funnel, you have to have an ever flowing relationship funnel, which means that we have to do certain things every single day, non-negotiable in sales. And that means prospect and open up new conversations and build new relationships. Because I think once we do that, that abundance mindset's there. But unfortunately I think, more times than not, it's that scarcity mindset that causes us to do things we shouldn't be doing. Exactly right. Uh, you know, it's interesting. I've seen the scarcity mindset hamstring 
a lot of my clients. I've been a victim too. I've been down that road. (laughs) We've all been there, right? So it's it's something that you you any anybody and everybody struggles with. I don't care what where you are in your journey, where you are in your life. And it's the importance is to develop awareness around it and then say, okay, I'm I'm having this this moment. I'm not coming from a place of abundance. How can I shift my mindset and instead of focusing on the deficit, focus instead on the the part being grateful for what I have, like this relationship, right. this opportunity, the power of choice. Right. So when I coach my clients, I'll give you a quick and dirty tip. When you're struggling with the balance between those two, and and you'll you'll roll your eyes. I know it's coming. Keep a journal, a gratefulness log. No, we're not rolling our eyes at all. Yeah, I know. I'm not going to roll my eyes on that one. <laughs> there are some people that will be like, "What, really?" Okay, here's the thing. Not everybody's a writer, and that's fine. Um, jot before you journal. Just think about it at the end of every day before you wrap up your day, whether it's before you go to bed, before you leave work, whatever. And think about, hey, what happened today? What can I learn right. from that? And most importantly, what am I grateful for? Because mm-hmm. if you struggle a little bit with the, keeping that balance and keeping that perspective and that mindset where it needs to be, that helps tremendously because you're able to cognitively reframe your experiences that you had that day from a better, more positive perspective and arguably less emotional attachment. Mm. So I think that's, that's extremely crazy. powerful. That is extremely powerful because if you think about, you know, just by nature, the sales profession is set up in terms of fostering a scarcity mentality. What I mean by that is, you know, we all go month to month, quarter to quarter, and and we all know, you know, the reality of stepping in on the first day of a new month or a new quarter. And all of a sudden, you know, it doesn't matter what you did before. It's a new month is back to zero. Right. And so it's scarcity, you know, and the sales meeting comes is like, we got to hit our quota. What are you going to sell? You know, all of that stuff. So there is just by nature of the sales profession, this built in um, drive to scarcity. And the real question I think we have to ask ourselves as sales professionals is what are we going to put in place to counter that? If we want to live from an abundance mindset, if all we do is go sales meeting to sales meeting, uh, we're not going to live from an abundance mindset. It's going to be scarcity, 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 fear, um, you know, and, and go close the next deal. I think uh, the reality is as sales professionals, we've got to be very proactive. So yeah, get out the journal. Um, you know, I was almost thinking, Larry, while you were, you know, you always talk and I agree wholeheartedly. If you want a full sales funnel, you need a relational funnel. Well, on one sense, we're always adding up the deals that we think we're going to get. But what if we also kept a log of what we're giving? Like, what did you give today? We all, you know, and, and Aaron, if the universal law, which I believe is true, you know, the more you give, the more you receive. The real question, I think, in, in, in addition to gratitude is I need to be bulleting out. I could be bulleting out. What did I give today? Exactly. Absolutely. What did you give today? What are you grateful for? And I mean, mm. be grateful for stupid things, <clears throat> things you take for granted. Right. You know, every single morning, and this is true. So I'm revealing, like, I'm being authentic here. I'm peeling back the layers of authenticity right there now. There we go, baby. <laughs> so every morning before I get hey, Aaron, out of bed. Hey, Aaron, do you need a digital couch? 
That's good. No. Hey, I got one right here. I can do it's, a, it's an audio podcast, so nobody can get it. No. Hey, I'm a coach, not a therapist. All right? Yeah, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> no, every morning before I get up, it, seriously, I think about what I have to be grateful. And that sets my mindset for the day. And it's like silly things. Like I'm, I'm, I'm grateful that I have a roof over my head. I have a nice, comfortable king size plush bed that I can, you know, rest in just silly things like great yeah. food to eat. You know, just, I'm able, I'm able to make choices. I'm able to nourish my body. I'm able to take care of me. I'm able to take care of my clients. You know, just the things that seem pretty basic right. that we take for granted, be grateful for them because <laughs> they're not guaranteed. Right. You know, there, there are no guarantees in life. So be grateful for those and set your intent for the day. Hey, this is what I'm going to do today. Knock it out of the park. I'm going to do these things today and set that intent. Don't make it a bullet list of 20 items because guess what? It's not going to happen. (laughs) Three, three significant items. And that's statistically proven by yours. Truly. I've done multiple, multiple, (laughs) um, um, experiments on that. My background, by the way, is Lean Six Sigma black belt. So yeah, I've got awesome. that going on. Wow. Cool. Yeah. So I've cool. done, I've done research on this and I really have. And with my clients, how many things can you get done? Significant items. About three a day. So anyway, set yeah. your intention. Do that every day. And you've got, yeah, I mean, hey, you know what significant is? things a day. Holy smoke. So we want to go on this journey though on, uh, you know, we want to talk about authenticity and authenticity is a, huge topic around selling from the heart because um as we talked about um last week with with our good friend about purpose and and all of that the reality is um in today's world being an inauthentic it's not really even an option anymore i mean it, you're not going to get very far so um one thing that i love about you Aaron is you're actively involved in coaching leaders um in how to become more authentic versions of themselves, which I absolutely love. Um, and, you know, we're now here talking to sales professionals. Personally, I believe that sales professionals are leaders. Um, they are, are leading people and casting vision for change and, you know, managing, leading people through that. So if you are coaching a sales professional um, and that sales professional said, Aaron, I want to become more authentic. I get what Larry and Daryl are saying. I've been listening to the podcast, driving around, drinking the Kool-Aid, and I want to become a more authentic version of myself. Where in the world would you recommend someone start that journey? That's a great question. So everything, everything, every journey starts first with self. Okay. All true growth starts inside. And that's that I don't care what you're working on, whether you're in sales, I don't, I don't care if you're environment, environmental engineer, it doesn't really matter. Um, it doesn't matter where you are in your life, where you are in your journey. Everything starts inside. So we have to become very aware and have a really good idea of who we are. Now, here's the interesting thing. A lot of people say, oh, I know who I am. I'm self-aware. Actually, even the most self-aware, you see my quote mm-hmm. fingers here person is has really only about 50% or less of the self picture. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, <laughs> I, used to, I was super aware when I was a young professional and I got a hardcore wake up call. Actually, this will be included in my book, elevate your career in 30 days. And I'll talk about a little bit about that pivot point and how I went from 
<laughs> totally unself-aware, although I thought I was. I thought I was self-aware. I had no idea. Right. Totally unself-aware to, I mean, major transformation. And I went from somebody who was called the steamroller, and I'm not making that up. They literally called me the steamroller. <laughs> Oh, I awesome. got things done. Lord, help you if you got in my way. I was technically <laughs> adept. I was really good at the certification as an education. I had this professional thing going on. I was even really good with developing client relationships, but I sucked at developing internal relationships and it hurt my career. So I had, I had a swift kick in the pants. One fine spring morning at performance review time. And Basically, the words I heard were, Aaron, you know what? You you do a great job, but we have some concerns. And that is not what you want to hear during your performance review. No, not so much. <laughs> and I would like to say that, you know, it was like the phoenix rising from the flames and immediately saw the epiphany. But that's not how it works. <laughs> I, felt, I felt sorry for myself and frustrated and mad for a while. But I was very, very fortunate. I had a mentor who, who saw my potential. Uh -huh. And he helped me understand and start to develop that self-awareness journey. So it really started with, for some people, they need it. They need swift kick in the pants. And I was super hard-headed, still am. And I needed that. Um, and it helped me gain knowledge about insights that were something I didn't want to hear, but mm -hmm. were necessary. It helped me start to remove the roadblocks so I could achieve my potential. And i tell you what, I went from the steamroller to an influential leadership role in nine months, like wow. a pregnancy. I gave birth to a new me. <laughs> and, <laughs> and it was an influential leadership role. It was, it even amazes me just thinking back, you know, how far I came in such a short period of time. Wow. And it all starts with self-awareness. Then getting, then understanding what are my roadblocks? What's standing in my way? Mm -hmm. I know where I want to go. What are those roadblocks that are in my way? And mm -hmm. then which ones, now this is, you, know, you hear low hanging fruit. Now forget that. Take the big boulder, the one that's in the, in your way. For me, it was developing relationships internally. Mm -hmm. now, the first words out of my mouth are like, what do you want? You want, you want me to be productive or you want me to chit chat all day? I didn't get it, right? <laughs> So I had, and what's interesting is, you know, in nine months, do you really think I reinvented myself in nine months? I no. don't know. What no, did you do? I didn't. No, I didn't reinvent myself. You don't have to. You know, the Phoenix Rising yeah. sounds really cool and dramatic, but what's yeah. really interesting is you're, you start peeling back those layers of authenticity. Right. You start becoming a better version of you. Mm. <laughs> You know, and, and that's spot on because that was, that's how I designed selling from the heart. And, you know, and I share this because as Aaron's on our podcast, I'm on, I'm on a lot of other people's podcasts as well. And I share this story all the time. I was on more dysfunctional sales teams than functional sales teams. Mm -hmm. And I had more dysfunctional managers than functional managers. And that's where I learned a long time ago, if I was going to succeed in this world, I had to work harder on myself and become my best manager than anybody else. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and I see that today and, and because, and Daryl knows is I'm harder on myself than anybody. I, I beat the heck out of myself more than anybody, but maybe that that's how I learn. And I'm really self-aware and I eat critique and, and right. But 
maybe that's the mental gymnastics I put myself through, but a lot of, a lot of salespeople, they're starving for this stuff. And what's really interesting is when I start peeling back the layers with individual sales reps that sit inside sales teams, they awake just like you did, Aaron. But I said, you know what? You can't change the environment that you're in. You can't change your manager. You can't change the company and all that, but you can change yourself and lead from that perspective and watch mm -hmm. what starts to happen. And then the lights start, you know, going on and they go, you know what? That's right. I said, why don't you just lead yourself and then go out and do the work, let your numbers and performance speak for itself and watch what starts to happen. Then they start getting it. All right. Yeah, I mean, developing yourself is where it's all at because as we shared before, you cannot give what you do not have. Mm -hmm. Ooh, I like that. You cannot give what you do not have. And here's another one for you. A lot of our life, how we how we behave, how we communicate, how we act around other people is habitual. We don't mm -hmm. even think about it. And I was that way. At my pivot point in my career that I just spoke about. I was habitual. I was, I was like, my brain was turned off. I wasn't self-aware. I wasn't intentional right. about my speech, about how I communicated about developing relationships. I wasn't intentional about any of that. Right. I was checking the boxes thinking, oh, hey, all these things will get me ahead. But no, it's, it's really becoming a better version of you. Hmm. Peeling back those layers of authenticity, becoming a better version of you and letting go of the habits that no longer serve you. You know, hey, Daryl, it reminds me, you know, when we, when Davin was on the podcast last week, he was talking about purpose and things like that. Right. Yeah. Leading with purpose. And what Aaron just said, you know, is imagine, imagine just the simplest things to sales professionals out there. If you led your life, your sales life with intent and purpose, what would happen every single day if you woke up and you made that choice? I'm going to live today with purpose. And, and I'm going to be an, I'm going to be intentful with everything that I do. Yeah. Yeah. What would happen? And it's I'm consistent with it. It's a huge shift. Aaron, when you think about kind of that next layer of, of peeling back the onion, I'm curious, of course you had the wake up call. Um, you started changing your, it sounds like you started changing your mindset towards relationships and the value of people and, and all of that. Um, what was what what's next in that journey of of discovering your true self? I'm sure it was a smooth, um, fun exercise all the way through those nine months, right? <laughs> oh yeah, it was smooth sailing. I mean, it, it was easy. Great. Uh, I didn't have to think about it at all. No, no, seriously. <laughs> there was a lot of it learning. There was a lot of learning. There was a lot of tons of aha moments, epiphanies. Um, mm -hmm. I was handed a couple basically self-development books. It was funny because before, before that time, if someone had handed me a self-development book, I'm like, there's nothing wrong with me. <laughs> right. <laughs> it doesn't mean there's something wrong with you. It's just, you're investing in yourself. It doesn't mean you're broken or you're a bad person. You're, you're investing in yourself. You're, that right. means you give a crap about who you are, right? You give a crap yeah. about your life. You need to invest in yourself. This is extremely important because if you don't invest in yourself, you can't invest in your life. You can't invest in other people, period. So during that process, I was investing in me. And most importantly, I had a mentor that was helping me, guiding me, kind of showing me the way and believing in me. And trust me, that's huge. Mm -hmm. um, so during that time, I realized, okay, first of all, what my roadblock 
roadblocks were. And mm-hmm. we started working on them, just making small tweaks, like considering the other person when I'm communicating, instead of just communicating like from habit, just vomiting on people. You know, it sounds terrible, but that's what we do. We're just like, blah. you yeah. know, communicate with the other person in mind. What did? How do they need to hear it? What do they need to hear that matters to them? Right. And and most importantly, am I respecting and acknowledging them? Right. Mm-hmm. Am I am I sh- sharing that heart? forward approach am i being heart forward and and acknowledging that person and it revolution i mean just small simple changes that revolutionized like how people perceive me and in the same company i was then offered an influential leadership role to lead a major culture change for the entire organization fantastic man that what an amazing yeah. story and here's the thing anybody can become an influential leader you do not have to have a title. You do. It's an, an, it has nothing to do with where you are in your organization. And I don't care if you've never had a job in your life, you can still be a leader. Right. Leadership and, and having a heart forward approach is really all about your demonstrated act, actions. It's your mm-hmm. demonstrated actions. It's, it's not about a title. It's, you know, becoming a better version of you. And I tell people this, you know, really what I do as a coach is I just help people become a better version of themselves. Mm-hmm. It's not rocket science. <laughs> you don't have to reinvent yourself. You'd be amazed at how just specific and significant shifts can totally transform your life. Fantastic. I'm, I'm just, <laughs> my mind is spinning now in terms of, of things that, that I want to do personally, um, inside this, I feel really challenged here today, Aaron. Um, I think, you know, and I'm just thinking of the leadership guru, John Maxwell says, you know, when he asked, was asked what leadership is, he said, leadership is influence, pure and simple. And, you know, if you think about, as we talked about earlier, the parallels between leadership and sales, I mean, salespeople, want to be able to influence their clients and their prospects. And so if I'm going to be able to influence somebody, the best thing I can do is work on my own self and my own leadership skills inside that. And, and uh, I'm, you know, I think you were, you were really blessed in, in terms of you got that cold glass of water in the face. Um, now, one thing that is true in sales is we do get a lot of cold glasses of water in the face in terms of, you know, and, and sometimes they're direct, sometimes they're indirect. Um, and I think sometimes as salespeople, you know, we can look at those moments where we lose a big deal, we get shut down, whatever that is, and we can, um, you know, just put another layer of armor on and, you know, muscle through to the next day or, we can take some of those cold glass of water in the face moments and use those maybe to, to dive internally and do some self-reflection. Um, maybe talk to our coach and go, okay, what can I, you know, what, what am I missing here? What can I learn from this? Where's the blind spot? Um, and I love, you know, I got to say, in that meeting, uh, that performance review you talked about, I don't know that I would have handled it as well as you would, as you did. But I think it's so beautiful to take those moments where we get shut down and go, wait a second, what can I learn from this? And uh, boy, if, if salespeople could 
you know, if, if we all can do that right there, oh, what a beautiful thing. And salespeople have all kinds of opportunities, right, Larry? <laughs> I remember your cold glass of water in the yeah. moments uh, in the face story, right? But I mean, we, you know, it goes back to, we all have choices. And unfortunately, and I I don't want to flip this to be a negative since we're talking about so many things around change, but unfortunately it does take that cold glass of water, but it's, it's, it's that willingness to take a step back. And, you know, when I hear this leadership and all that, and I always like challenging the status quo, I do it just to get people to think a little bit is we're talking about leading yourself and becoming more self-aware and, and, the challenge that I have to lay out to people is if you have a difficult time doing this, leading yourself and uncovering how to change yourself, then think about the difficulties you might have as you ask your clients or you're in that new meeting opportunity with somebody you'd like to do business with. If you're trying to influence them to change and lead them to change, if you find it difficult to change yourself, then how do you find the time or how do you find the way to change other people's point of view that even becomes even more difficult. Yeah. I mean, leading yourself is actually the hardest <laughs> part of leadership. Yeah. <laughs> That's why you have a whole lot of bosses that are, you know, bad bosses and micromanaging managers because they're not leading themselves. Yeah. Leadership. Leadership is all about other people. And you have to lead yourself first in order to, to, to lead others. It's, it's a challenge because you're dealing with, you know, impulse control, mm-hmm. having that right mindset, uh, being intentional, considering other people, yet and still setting boundaries for yourself and making sure that you're, you know, protecting those boundaries, investing in yourself. I mean, I could keep going into the long list, but yeah, leading yourself, it's, it's, it's not easy, but I will also say that if you can, you can lead anybody else because that's, that's arguably a lot easier because again, you cannot give what you don't do not have. So you're investing in yourself, then you can invest in others. Does that make sense? Absolutely. It's, it's a give and take. Yeah. I mean, you get out of this world what you put into it. Beautiful. So, Beautiful. and like when I'm working with, when I'm working with, you know, professionals who are seeking career growth and want to elevate their careers, the mindset comes first. The mindset, the self-awareness that comes first and mindset is huge and it will drive whether or not you are successful. Mm. And, but you know, it's, it's not like some, a, a fairy comes along, you know, with pretty wings and goes, poof, now you have great mindset. It doesn't work that way. We have to be very intentional and, and, and attentive to our mindset because here's the thing, our brains are wired. Most of us to think about the negative first, Right. Uh, it, it's sourced in the limbic system. It's a really cool survival trait like 50,000 years ago, but not so useful now. Uh, <laughs> and when it does, it creates this, you know, tendency to remember negative emotional memory first. That, right. that bubbles up first and it takes intention to suppress that. So like, say you're going into a client and you've had a negative, you know, experience somewhere else. Well, Hey, are you going to let, life tell you what to do or are you going to tell life what to do yeah wow 
Well, Aaron, what a fantastic conversation today. I feel like this is one I'm going to want to rewind and take some notes because there are so many challenging uh, nuggets of uh, really, quite frankly, to self-reflection, to take to the journal. And yes, we love the journal here at Selling from the Heart. Uh, in fact, many of our our listeners have benefited from the self-reflection journal, um, which, by the way, you can find at sellingfromtheheart.net slash journal. But Aaron, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for who you are and, and what you do. This, is, uh, this has been a wonderful conversation. I know that our audience uh, is, is really thankful for the time you've shared with us. It's been a pleasure. Outstanding time with both of you guys. Yeah, yeah. so good. well as always thank you for joining us on the selling from the heart podcast till next week keep being genuine keep being authentic keep adding real value peel back the layers and get to your authentic self and most of all sell from the heart thanks for listening to the selling from the heart podcast on the salescast network if you enjoyed the show make sure to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss an episode We appreciate your encouraging reviews as it helps us spread the word. As always, we would love to connect with you. So look for us on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and your favorite podcast platform. This podcast is produced by our friends at SalesCast. Learn more at www.salescast.co. We look forward to seeing you next time.